Welcome to the Proskauer Brief, Hot Topics in Labor and Employment Law. My name is Harris Muffson. I'm a senior counsel in our labor and employment group. Today I'm joined by Laura Fant, an associate in our group, and Laura is going to discuss the New York salary history law. We'll also talk about other interesting topics around the country in labor and employment law. Laura, you ready? Let's get started. Laura, let's talk about the New York salary history law that goes into effect on October 31st, 2017, which is uh, right around the corner. Can you provide our listeners with an overview of the law? Sure. Yeah, this law has really kind of been the talk of the New York City metro area ever since it really was first uh, passed by the New York City Council, but certainly since it's been signed into law by Mayor de Blasio. So effectively, this law is going to place some significant restrictions on employers' ability to inquire about the salary history of applicants for employment. The law specifically uh, places restrictions on both inquiring into salary history and also relying on salary history during the entire hiring process, including when it comes to negotiating a comp package. In terms of the law, one important aspect of it are the carve-outs, the prohibitions into asking or inquiring about salary history. Can you talk a little bit about those carve-outs? Sure. What can you do under this law? Right. Um, So the law is clear that employers can engage in discussion with applicants about what are their expectations when it comes to salary. So an employer can ask, what are you looking for here? What are your expectations? Um, The law also makes clear that if an applicant voluntarily brings up their salary history in the course of an interview or hiring discussion, then the employer is then free to consider that salary history in determining salary and compensation, and they can also go ahead and verify that salary history. Um, The question is, though, really, you know, how how much leeway does an employer have once an applicant kind of opens that gate? Can they ask questions beyond what the applicant has already brought forward, or are they limited to really only following up on the information that the applicant has voluntarily raised? Right. I mean, I think the issue is, does that now open the door, right? If If an applicant volunteers, says, I made X amount of money in my prior employer, does that mean that you can then ask about benefits and other compensation information? And, and what does the law say in terms of in terms of that issue? It really is not very clear. So unfortunately, this is one of those points that we may have to wait for some guidance from the New York City Commission on Human Rights, um, or you know maybe even some case law to kind of put some parameters on how how wide is that door really being opened in that situation. One issue that I've encountered in the ramp up to the enactment of this law are questions from clients about whether they can ask applicants whether or not those applicants are forfeiting any deferred compensation. Does the law address that issue? Yeah, are you leaving anything on the table when you leave? Um, The law does, in fact, specifically make mention of this, and I think this is really in response to concerns that were raised by employers in certain industries, including the financial services industry, where deferred compensation and unvested equity are significant portions of people's compensation packages. So the law does say that in the context of that engaging in discussion about expectations when it comes to salary, employers can address and discuss unvested equity or deferred comp. But again, the question is really, can employers bring this up themselves? Do they have to wait for applicants to, again, kind of open the door to it? As a practical matter, how is this really going to play out in the real-life world of, of hiring, you know, discussions and conversations? So I think that's another question that's a little open right now. 
And so what are we advising clients to do to get out in front of this law to ensure that their workforce is is, is complying with it and that, that their documents are, are compliant uh, with, with the statutory requirements? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head with the document aspect. One of the first things that employers really can be doing is taking a look at their job applications and their hiring documentation and making sure that there's no questions on there that would run afoul of any of the prohibitions under this law. I think the more challenging next step will be you know, working with your hiring team and your recruiters to make sure that everybody fully understands what this law says, what you can and what you can't do under the law so that everybody's on the same page moving forward. Yeah, probably preparing do's and don'ts, you know, for, for uh, you know, we have a one pager for those employees who interview employees is a good idea. Yep, talking to, points, right. uh, training, it's all going to be critical, I think, moving forward because this is this is a new law, and this really kind of creates a, a whole new world when it comes to the the interview and the hiring process. And so, this law governs New York City employers. Have you seen uh, similar laws either uh, being enacted or being discussed uh, by city, state legislatures, uh, in other jurisdictions? Yep. So Massachusetts was really kind of the front runner in this area when they passed the first law of its kind in the nation placing similar restrictions on asking about and using salary history. Philadelphia has also passed a similar law, but they're an interesting situation because they recently had a legal challenge to their law, constitutional challenges, in fact. So the law is currently on indefinite hold. So it'll be interesting to keep an eye on that lawsuit and see how it progresses because it could, in fact, have some implications for the New York City law going forward. All right, that certainly will be interesting, and we'll keep an eye on that. So this is our parting shot segment where we'll talk about key developments in the law and do so no more than 30 seconds. So I'll put that on the clock and I'll, I'll go first. Uh, what I want to talk about today is, is briefly is family leave, which is a new New York law that will go into effect uh, January 1st, 2018, that being paid family leave. Essentially, employees can use paid family leave for uh, to care for loved ones, for bonding time, for, for children. And the way that this will work is that employers will withhold from employees' wages at a certain uh, capped amount, and then employees can then use that banked leave uh, later on. Laura, what you got? All right. Another topic I've been keeping an eye on is protections against sexual orientation discrimination under Title VII. This has been a topic that's been hot in the courts lately. Um, following the Seventh Circuit's decision from April of this year, where it became the first federal appellate court to extend the full protections of Title VII to prohibit discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation. Certainly an interesting development. I'd like to thank Laura Pham for joining us today and providing all of her fantastic insight. I'm Harris Muffson. Thank you again for listening to the Proskauer Brief, Hot Topics in Labor and Employment Law, and we'll be back. <laughs>